This is the fourth and final um, marathon podcast session that we recorded with Yusuf while he was in town for the world premiere of Baron Saturday of Coney Island, which was the latest film that we made with Yusuf. We talk actually about Baron Saturday of Coney Island. Oddly enough, uh, Yusuf came to town um, for the world premiere of the film. And Baron Saturday of Coney Island won Best Made in Coney Island. Uh, I guess the biggest award for the night since they save it for last. And um, we go into great detail uh, of the making of this film. I think that this film has a lot of depth and a lot of um, uh, different layers, which we've all worked into it. Um, I, I came up with the story and Yusuf had written all of the narration for it um, and performed the narration for it. And so this is our last, this was the last of the four marathon podcast sessions that we did with Yusuf before he bounced out of town. Like literally when we finished this last podcast, Yusuf was literally on a plane four and a half, five hours later. So it was kind of, kind of crazy, but um, that's what our schedule would allow. So this is Yusuf, Joe, Omar, myself, Vagabond, talking about Baron Saturday of Coney Island. So the latest project that we've worked on with you, Yusuf, is Baron Saturday of Coney Island. Baron Saturday. And of course, you'll, you'll sense a theme here with the Coney Island thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the thing is that um, every year we try to do a film about Coney Island shot in Coney Island with a feel that expresses some sort of facet of Coney Island uh, just so that we can go to the Coney Island Film Festival. Because it's a hell of a lot of fun. We get to bump our ass off at the end. <laughs> and we get, and they give away... <laughs> the bumper cars? <laughs> yeah. You might want to add bumper cars to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> a bump is something just like kind of like a late night booster from the yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah. Bump. Oh, so, oh. Not the bump I was going for, but okay. Oh, yeah. right. his, his bump was in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Steady>. Somebody's ass. <laughs> uh, hmm. The reason we get to bump our ass off is because the Coney Island Film Festival has their award ceremony at the El Dorado Bumper Cars Bump Your Ass Off. It's there. So what happens is they announce the awards. The people who win become targets <laughs> for the people who lost. <laughs> and so what happens is everybody gets to win because if you don't win an award, you get to get in your bumper car afterwards. And Smash ram that fucker. person. Yeah, like, let out all your fuck you, you don't deserve this reward. <laughs> <laughs> and you you get to you get to go home feeling good. Um, so yeah, the whole reason that we do a film every year is just to ride the bumper cars for free. It just seems like a lot of work. Just to do that, you must love it, it must be cheap. Yeah, it's, it's like two fifty for the ride. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like <laughs> I think it's seven dollars. Damn, it's a lot of money for. Yeah, bumper man, cars. I'd rather yeah. make a film for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd rather take that seven dollars and go make a film. Um, so this latest film that we did for the Coney Island Film Festival was called Baron Saturday at Coney Island, and. The idea that I had was that there. I was trying to. I was trying to. I had this concept of collecting time. Uh, that that a character would have to go around through Coney Island and collect his time, and so. When we the first day we went to, out to shoot, this was just like Coney Island Siren. We went out, we <laughs> shot a bunch of shit that never wound up in the movie. It was a test shot. <laughs> uh, well, it's never a test shot for me. It's always like, yeah, can we make it work? 
So the first thing that we were trying to do is just trying to find this this uh, vehicle that could be sand that could show time. And one I want I thought was sand, you know, sand pouring out, pouring out, right? And then I thought he has to collect it, so maybe he could pour it out, and then we'll shoot it. We'll play it backwards, and instead of pouring it out, it'll come up into his hand. Okay, good, done. So we went out and tried to do that, and then we realized that everybody in the background would be walking backwards. So we had to do it. We're trying to shoot on the boardwalk with collecting sand and dropping sand and all sorts of shit. With unpaid extras. Yeah, with, with without anybody walking in the background or yeah. anybody really moving in the background because they're going to move backwards. <laughs> and then we realized... This is a fucking fool's errand. We should stop this stupid shit and cut it out and figure something else out. So we went to the sidewalk and we tried it on the street in a much more controlled environment. And that didn't work. But when we were on the street, we moved from surf to Neptune. We went to Neptune Avenue. We were shooting on Neptune Avenue. And Neptune Avenue, it like all of Coney Island is under it, it looked like a bomb hit the place, bro. <laughs> it looks like freaking baby. It, it does it, fuck dude, up, man. It looked like fucking Berlin it looked like Poland after the Blitzkrieg. It, it looked worse than like, that. It looked like Brooklyn being gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um like whole streets were just closed off and torn up and holes and backhoes and, and barriers fucking you know and uh, Jeff just shaking his head at all of yeah, it Jeff, so we shot one shot right and we come around the corner and Omar's supposed to walk down the block and Jeff goes I, I don't like all of this construction like this is ugly and I go, Jeff, there's no fucking way we're going to shoot in this whole film and avoid the construction. Yeah. He wants Look to move every you. orange cone. He wanted to move every... Like, you know it what? wasn't even a cone. It was those 55-gallon drum things with the rubber on top and oh, keep man. them blowing away. And I was like... Guess what? Your, your film just earned a new character, the environment. And I was like, yo, there's no way. I go, Jeff, look around you, bro. How are we going to shoot? Like, okay, you want to take it out of this shot. But I'm like, what do we do for the next? Where are you going to put it in the next shot? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's when it dawned on me. What the film was really supposed to be about. Mm. Was this, is that. It's the end of an era. I said to Jeff. <laughs> yo, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> I said oh, to Jeff, say, this is the construction. This is Coney Island's changing. There's a lot of construction going on. I mean, it's like it was overwhelming. Uh, like you couldn't go down whole blocks for like four or five blocks. And remember, this we started shooting this in like this late spring. Uh, it was June already. Nah, early summer. Because it was cool. Remember, it was like we still wearing jackets. Every day you shot it was like Yeah. Every day you shot was a freaking No, it was April. We started shooting in April. Right? We started shooting in April. Cold that first day. Right. And so um we started shooting in April. Because you had snow in March, didn't you? I don't remember. All I know is every shot was like, Would you like some wind with that shot? But Oh god. It was yeah, it was April. And we were like, don't these guys know that Coney Island is open yeah, for business in the summer? Like and I, it looked like, like, it looked like nothing was going to be ready. Like this, dude, they had, if from, from the Thunderbolt on Surf Avenue to the Ford Amphitheater, <clears throat> which is like three or four blocks, right? That Train, street was closed. Cable, wheel. Sur it was closed. That now you have the Thunderbolt, you have the Coney Island Cyclone Stadium, and you have the Ford Amphitheater, and I was like, this this is like, the summer's coming, like we're 
How is this going to work in terms of traffic, in terms of parking, in terms of all that? It was just the whole, if a whole neighborhood could be under construction, this was it. Yeah. So we were like, okay, this is what the film's got to be about. So although we didn't use any of the footage that we shot, it did give us a direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Omar and I were thinking like, okay, Mo, Mo, was Mo going to do it? Yeah, she was down. She was down to do it, yeah. right? I, I didn't think she would be, but she said, right. yeah. you were like, well, let's, let's, let's move. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do this before she changes her mind. Her only thing was that I just don't want to walk around. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like, I need something else to do. And so a script was born. <laughs> yeah. Actual dialogue <laughs> had to be written. <laughs> That's right. I did write a script. Um, but we were talking, but what really got us going was, uh, so the whole, my, own, my only idea was that there was a character and this character was dead. Was death. Was dead, dead. or di- in the process of dying, crossing over from the living to the dead. Who, she or I? You. You. Coney Island. That there was a character. Once, once I saw the construction, right, I was like, okay, so Coney Island is dying. The old Coney Island that we knew mm-hmm. is dying and something else is coming up, right? So, and the, what I was trying to get with your character Omar was the same kind of surprise that we had when we saw all the construction because we were like what what the hell happened here <laughs> what's going on right Just turn around I was and, here the other day and that's that? why that's why I put the line in with Papa Legba and you, it's like, bro, you're dead. You don't, don't you just don't know it. You ain't even got enough sense to lie down. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt. I was like, holy shit, man, everything's changing. I don't know what's going on. What's happening? And it's like, and and it it was almost like the gentrifiers were like, bro, you didn't get the memo. You're fucking you 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 have no home. Yeah. yeah, you have no home. You were evicted. I was a what? <laughs> you were evicted. A victim? <laughs> I was victim. What do you mean I was victim? So when when that happened, I was like, okay, so Mo's character is gonna convince you that you're dead, right? And that's gonna be the thing. That's the crux of the film, right? And so we started to think about. Like, well, what's Mo gonna wear? Well, let's make it interesting. I was, and, and Omar was like, I think you said, I said, you said, give her a tuxedo jacket, right? Yeah, we or, went from tuxedo to tails or whatever. Tuxedo or tails, hat. right? And I think we know, I think we started with the top hat first. Well, we were on the phone, and then you brought up Tom Waits in, um, the, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Yeah. Terry Gilliam film. And so I guess we were both thinking the same thing, but right. you said it first. Right. And and top hat. Let's dress her up like right. his character. So top hat, tails. Yeah, some sort of tuxedo. Right. And so from, and then I spoke to Joe about it. And, and Joe was like. Thing about, you might have mentioned something about issue or something. You said something. I no, like, I didn't say anything. I said top hat. Oh, yeah, that's why I was like, Baron Z, that sounds like... And you were like, oh, that sounds like Baron Saturday. And I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, Baron Z, Eshu. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he had to tell me... It, it was weird, because we were talking about dressing up this character in a certain way, and he was literally giving me... The character... The name of the character. Yeah. We had we had dressed the character as Yeah, the Haitian god of the, like the voodoo yeah. god of the dead. Dude. Yeah, I was that's like, where I went. The voodoo, voodoo god. Yeah. But we didn't know that we yeah, were doing yeah, that. Yeah. You and I didn't know that we were doing that. You could that. have given her a cigar. Could have. It was in my pocket the whole time. Yeah. There was a cigar. There was a cigar. Yeah. There was also a flask for her. Yeah. But we that's never got true, around true. to it. That's it. The yeah. flask is rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then, um, when I spoke to Joe about Baron Saturday, 
then we started to talk about, and I had wanted, I also had wanted a drunk, an alcoholic, an old fucking yeah, that was the alcoholic. That was like, Papa, like, that's like leg by at the crossroads. Dude. Right. Like, that's and that's when I said, I said, oh, I want, I'd love to, because at the time I had, for the role, I had wanted. Don't thank me. Jesus well, thank Papaletto. Thank our ancestors. Well, thank you, for, thank you for identifying. I wanted awesome. Papaletto to play that drum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I called him and asked him to do it, and he said he couldn't get he over couldn't himself. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I asked. But if you were big movies. Yeah, 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 I'm saying. They all would reach his hand up through the soil. They'd be the walking dead. (laughs) But what you should have done is called girlfriend, man. You should have called your girl. Who's that? Who? Dizia? No. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know who I'm talking about, bro? No. Oh, her? Gabrielle? Not Gabrielle. No, No, the fucking Haitian DJ. What's her name? Oh. Oh, uh, Genti. Yeah, exactly. Val Genti. That's who you should have called up. She'd yeah. have been on that shit like fucking... She'd have hit you with the real shit, bro. Yeah. She'd have bought out some of that and the whole nine yards. But wow, cool. I called Wilson. <clears throat> and he he was available. You can never be Oshun at any time. And then... He gave me the character of Papa Legba. Because I was looking for the drunk. Mm-hmm. And he gave me the character of Papa Legba. And that's when the whole thing came together. And then Papa Legba was perfect because in order to get to Aaron Saturday, you gotta, <coughs> gotta go through the cross. You gotta go man. through yeah. Papa Legba. I love this story. It's fucking it fucking works. It's just yeah. fucking great. I'm just, the way it all comes yeah, together yeah, too. And I was like, yo, and you know, and there was like this I'm sorry to say, there was also there was a so certain level mis- of, of like just pushing you know, pushing the envelope a little more, pushing, you know, yeah, we were doing what the yourself. Do. Yeah, like everybody, you know, like he gives us lines the night before, and I'm running over to see Mo and try to do a little. Listen, Mo before. was fan fucking. She was great. Yeah, she was great. Yo, when she goes to the whole, you know, Nariok yeah. and the yeah. the all of it, I was sick, yo, duly elected. I was like, yo, man, where did this come Where is this performance coming yeah, from? This kid is on fire. Yeah, but, here's the funny thing, right? So, like, I had I had a, a slightly different idea as to how the, how her character should be. Would, would express herself? Right, she right. And I, don't, then, I don't care what the idea was. <laughs> she nailed that shit, man. But I, I, like, I, I only had... Yeah, but here's the funny part. So, here's the funny part. The funny part was that you tell me Moe is down. Okay, cool. So I start thinking, how is Mo going to shape this character, right? And I'm thinking, oh, she's going to do X, Y, or Z. And we get to the set, and she's A, B, or C. She's nowhere near X, Y, and Z. She's A, B, and C. And I'm like, holy Hmm. fuck. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Do not stop this, however. Yes, but yeah, just keep going. That's what, again... This is the perfect mistake. You give her the space. You right. Gave her but I gave her the space, right? But then I gave her the space. Nah, dude, you're, I think you're also lucky. You, she's a natural talent, dude. That shit she, is That's fucking, true. I'm not saying this because I'm biased on your No. It's fucking no. dope, man. Like, seriously. Man. Not, but I gave her the space, and then on top of that, she was just like... Challenge accepted. <laughs> she took that space and just fucking ran in a completely different direction. Hmm. You know what I mean? She said it from her perspective at this stage of life, and also dude, it was yeah, but I think, but I don't think she did. Mm -hmm. I think she took it from beyond Mm -hmm. her limited experience. I'll tell you what, I I think she just did the work. Like, nah, there's something. There's something. I don't know, man. You know, Mo. Mo, I'll tell you this: she'll if she accepts something, she'll do it. She'll see it. She gave 100. She did not half-ass that, dude. Like she gave 100. percent That performance. That was that was money in the bank. I just man. Her only question was, her concern was, how do I? Well, aside from memorizing the lines, how do I deliver them? And I'm like, look. You're death. You're the freest person on the fucking <laughs> in the universe. You can do it however you want. You know, just 
have the confidence, you know, because that's all it is. Like you, nobody can fuck with you. Yeah. You know, you're free to do it any way you want, as long as you, <clears throat> the intention is there. You know, it's. Like, yeah, come see me in the end. So you know, I'm just saying. Dude, she just rocked it. And it was a lot of fun seeing you play opposite your daughter. It was really wonderful. It was fun playing with her. It was really wonderful. Here's here's something. Here's an observation that Sam brought out. <clears throat> Sam said, <laughs> I remember Resistor was like, this is on the money. She said, hmm. Mo takes her father's swagger to a new <laughs> level. Oh, whoa, yeah. And I was like, yeah. You're completely right about that. He's completely right about that. Totally. It was like, I could see pieces of you in it, right? But then she was just, she just took it to another level. Like, you're, I know you a long time. You're very subtle. Mm. She was like, nah, I'm going to take this shit up a notch. I'm going to fuck it. Wait, like, I'm not going to go to five. I'm going to go to like eight. Mm-hmm. You know? And she didn't go to ten. She didn't go to 11. She no. went to 8. That's the point. She didn't have to. You know? It's, and it, that was the very, thing. It's a very confident performance. Like, when I, she delivers that with complete confidence. confidence. Like, there's no, there's no hesitation there. Like, you you look at her. You watch her in the shot. Yep. I mean, just fantastic delivery. Man. But then, and then her, her... I know she probably doesn't like to hear it, but no, I, wish, I wish she did. She would have crawled under the floor by now. I gotta tell you, like, really... <laughs> I, I, I've watched it so many times like even my daughter like she knows like the the parts the and everything it's like we watched it a lot dude like I had to watch it many times I was like this is this is fantastic I mean Weird. she's just like but the it's it's like she's she's got a couple of different things going on first of all she's got the right attitude she's got this really nonchalant attitude right kind of world-weary attitude that she shouldn't have at the age of what? 14? Right. right? Um, She has these... She has developed these kind of um, character tics (laughs) that... There's a savage moment where she rolls her eyes at you, bro. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo! I, yeah. I, I told her to do that. And yo! She was like, this. yeah. He was like, I was born in Coney Island Hospital. And she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this fucking story already. You know what I mean? Savage. <laughs> savage, man. I was just like, yo, this is great. Yeah, but there's, there's other things, right? Where she has these little ticks that are consistent. Really fucking consistent. I mean, she's making some serious choices to do certain things that are not like when I see that, I don't see Mo. It's really weird. I don't see Mo. That's not the Mo I see. Mm, wow. You know what I mean? Do you, is that, do you see her? You don't see her, right? But it's almost like, you know, the way in which she moves her head, she has a very deliberate, everything she's doing is very, very deliberate. It's very, it's thought out. But spontaneous. It's like the moment that she thinks about what she's doing, she's doing it. You know, um, like when she says, like when he's when she says, uh, you know, um, I'm not. What's the line I'm trying to remember now? I'm not I'm from here. But no, 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 no. I'm. Uh, I'm not forgotten. Oh, I'm I'm forgotten, right? There's a difference, mm-hmm. right? And the way in which she turns, like very stiffly, you know, she turns her head, and I'm like, yo, you're like, <laughs> she's not yo. even moving like herself. No, she's not, man. She's, she's not really inhabiting she's, the character. She's like, like, wow. seriously, man. Let me she's tell you. stiff, like, 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 like she's some sort of an aristocrat. Like, I'm forgotten. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like. <laughs> Like incredulous, wow. you know what I mean? This incredulous head nod, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Where did that come from?" You know, I'm sitting there going, "Holy shit!" I was blown away. I was blown. Away. I could not. I could barely. First off, he was going on and on about that. I was like, "Okay, sure." Then I saw it, and I was like, "Okay, he's not fucking. He's not playing. Yo, he's not wow. kidding. He's right. I mean, this dude, is amazing. you know, like there are times when you watch a performance and you're like, "I don't know if I got it." 
maybe I think I got it. Fix right? the edit. I, I think I got it. I go home. Yeah, it, it worked, right? Dude, I was like, yo, this shit works like from the jump. Wow. I was sitting there, I was literally smirking and like trying to contain the excitement you as she her. was doing you it. You can't distract her. No, yeah. I can't. I was just right. like it was so fucking amazing. And you know what? The first thing when I remember the her first couple of lines that she did, and I was like, holy shit, she just She's doing it. She just, she just knocked it out, man. She just made this like a Jim Jarmusch film. Huh. She just made yeah, it a true. Jim Jarmusch film. Probably, yeah, huh? Right out of the gate, she made it a Jim Jarmusch film. And I was like, holy shit. What the fuck? And she completely influenced <clears throat> the rest. Because we shot the first and last scene, her first and last scenes first, there was a first thing we, the first day we shot. Like we actually use footage, right? She set the tone so that when I directed you and Wilson, yeah, you you knew where you were going by that time. It was like it was done. The other thing too is that I cut it before Wilson and you get in. I had cut that scene. She psyched me so much that I got home. Downloaded the footage, and the next day I was cutting that fucking scene. All I have to say is this, dude: when you saw that that establishing shot, that that oh opening shot, from, Jeff is fucking no joke, dude. Yeah, he's great. Like, let me tell you something, dude. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, where? How the fuck did he get this? Like, it's it's bananas. Like, the whole thing is kind of crazy because the first thing you sent me was the 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 umbrellas in the sand. And you see the background, and she walks up to it like, I'm meant to just pick up this umbrella. I was like, this is fucking weird. This is weird. This is so weird. It was great. I, like, I was, who, just like, was that her idea? or was it, I think it was that, mine. that was your idea, right? All I have to say is, that shit works. Yeah. Okay, it really beach. works. Like, she just picks it up, she opens it, and then they start having this conversation. I'm like, man. And she's, she's I don't know opening what this up is, an umbrella on like a great. <laughs> 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 There's no fucking sun to be had. <laughs> it's just <laughs> bizarre. I, you know, a lot of times I don't even know is how crazy it sounds. You know, it's like when you say to me, okay. You brought the umbrella, right? And I was like, yo, this umbrella is dope. It is so dope. It's red. You know, of course the film is in black and white, but it's red, right? And it's got, like, it's red and gold with, like, the, the gold tone. all the stuff on it. Right? And it's really got nice. a little chain so you can wrap it around your wrist so you don't, doesn't get, you know, blow out of your hand, right? And she sticks it in the sand like you told her, right? And you're like, the, so the idea is, you come up, you go... Why don't we just leave this? Leave the umbrella here, and she comes and she picks it up and she opens it. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Boom. I never think about the fact that it's sunny, that it's not yeah. sunny, that it's gray. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Let's do it that. It's just, it's so weird. It's, it's striking. Like you see it, and you're just like, I, I don't know what this is, but this, this looks good. Man. It's like really intentional. Like she needed to be at that spot. Right. Like, this is where it all. Yeah. Yeah. Starts. It's yeah. You know, but it's things like that that I don't even think about. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, that's what would be. It became that because it was so fucking windy. She couldn't hold. Yeah, she the couldn't hold it. Yeah, but she open had it all frame. She couldn't walk with it and hold it at the same time because every fucking day that we went out to shoot, yo, twenty-five mile an hour winds, gusts. It was bananas. I mean, it's it's pretty shocking that we got the sound that we did. Well, that's it. The logs wouldn't work. Like. Every fucking thing Yo. to do with the sound went wrong. It was, it was like, like one time we actually have like live sound. Yeah, you know. But I have to say, it wasn't wasn't as bad as it could have been. Wasn't as bad. I mean, we were up against some really. We, we could have done a lot situation. better, but it 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 could have been it's much a, much worse. It's a dope little film. Yeah, I and then but she Mo just sets the fucking tone. You know, she's like the pace car. She's like, all right, yes, this is how fast. Yeah, the worst part is, bro, you're in more of the film than she is, and we're just going on, 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 and on about her. <laughs> Be proud, man. You've been upstage by your own flesh and blood. As they tell you, not to work with kids or monkeys. Man. <laughs> you know, um, 
But the funny thing is, when I wrote the dialogue for Papa Legba and you and your character, and I had I had already written out Moe's stuff. I have we had already come to the concept that it was the end of an era for Konyan, but then I was like, yeah, but it's not just an end of an era for Konyan, it's an end of an era for something else too. It's the whole end of an era for Brooklyn, it's a whole end of an era for New York City, it's a whole end of an era. It's the whole end of our era. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's when I was it's trying like a to really beautiful visual poem, man. Like it is a fantastic metaphor. It's just I saw it as a love letter to Coney Island. But I guess they all are. Yeah. Yeah, they all are. Like, there's Coney Island doesn't look bad in anything that we do. (laughs) She never comes off bad. The People's Playground never comes off bad. (laughs) You know? But um, one of the things that I was trying to instill was that our sensibility from our generation from New York City. I don't know if people are yeah, going to... the jokes, the little... Yeah. There's a little bit of kind of like... The banter. Inside, inside jokes. Like things that if you're a New Yorker, that totally makes sense. Right. But if you're not a New Yorker, I don't know. It might not... I was explaining this to somebody the other day and I was saying that, you know, there, the, 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 the scenes which Resistor loved, she loved the scenes between you like and Wilson. Uh-huh. She loved those. She was like, those are perfect. But she's also from that generation, right? So I'm trying to... The funny thing... Here's the really strange part about... About why I have to make films and why I have to do art is because, like, I wrote that stuff, right? Not knowing that I was trying to do all of those things. Trying to... Not not knowing that I was trying to say goodbye to an era of... New York. New York of Brooklyn, of Coney Island, of a generation. I didn't know it at the time. It's not until after I write it and after it comes to life that I got that I figure out what the fuck I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And this is something that bothers me in terms of the film business where people go, "Well, what do you want to do?" and you have to have it all worked out. And it's like it I don't work that way. Well, and everything that we've talked about so far, there's a there's a beauty in the discovery while in doing the moment. Work. Yeah, <laughs> while you doing know, the work. And that's what I love about these these projects, or just the, the process is the actual process of it. You yeah, know? you have a vague idea of what you want to do, and by the end of it, it's a whole. It gets specific. Other being. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah comes to life. Well, and you know. It, it, listen, it starts at a sperm and an egg, man. Okay, this shit gestates. We got a baby by the end. Okay? Yeah, we get it. She was great. <laughs> <laughs> She's my daughter. I know. I understand. Um, but yeah, the the yeah, she walks away from that experience going. You know, if he just asked me to write a score for his movies, I'd rather do that. <laughs> She should stop asking because yeah. let me tell you what's gonna happen. <laughs> and one, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna act in it, and you're yeah. gonna score yeah. it. Um, but the scenes between you and Papa Legba were where I was trying to push a certain um, feeling, you know. And I, I was trying to explain it to somebody the other day, and I was like, you know, when I grew up, people had a lot of wit. And they were really, you had to be quick-witted when I was growing up. So, like, if somebody said something to you, you had to have a comeback, like, quick, right? And if somebody said something to you and you had a comeback that was quick and everybody would be like, oh, we caught you. Even the person who got caught had to had be like, yeah, and the person who got caught either had to come back with something or just stay... Yeah, nah, that's the dozens, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it is. Those it was crazy, like, bro. all right, you know, you caught me. I got, I'm catch you later. I'm gonna get you on one, right? I don't think that's the case anymore. I think if you catch somebody out there anymore now, it, it's just there's no nobody's trying to come back with a a, a witty retort. 
You people, know what I mean? People get like upset they just get heated, they complain. It's like right. it's not the same. Like it's just strange. So it's like so. To, it's weird. Like when we were kids, dude, you'd have a fight with a kid, and afterwards you'd be friends with that kid. Like that kid was your friend the next day. Like I don't know how else to explain it. It's yeah. like I I got beat up by a lot of kids who were bigger than me when I was a kid. Who ended up being my friends? Like why I couldn't even say because you took a beating like a man. Well, that's the point. <laughs> they, they would they would fuck with me. They beat the shit out of me. But if some other kids tried to fuck with me, those kids had my back. It's fucking weird, man. It's like, does that happen anymore? That must happen still. Maybe, but what I'm talking about is I'm talking about the ability but for people. Of course, to we be... actually went outside. With yeah. Kids. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is the actual wit. I don't think that people are witty anymore. I don't think that I think that our generation was very witty. And I think part of that was that at least in New York, we grew up watching a lot no, watching a lot of old T V. Yeah. Archie Bunker probably plays a big part in our our But I but I'm even further back than that. So what I'm saying to you is like watching the Marx Brothers on PBS or watching say um like uh Old, old movies from the forties on TV. Um, watching older comedians, you know, um, like Henny Youngman or uh, Bob Hope, that kind of the stuff. The one-liners. The one-liners, yeah. The the king of the one-liners, where it was like, you know, everything was snappy. And so people were coming at you. And so as a kid, yeah, now you, now the comedy and the humor is a lot more story driven, or it's got a, it's not the same. Like the one, dude, Rodney Dangerfield was like a one man, right. one liner machine. Yeah. You know, but but it's like you know, Rodney Dangerfield is a good example because it was like you'd watch Rodney Dangerfield, very, and you were like, made. damn, he was just one 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 liner right after the yeah. other. It was just I mean, like he a, was like a it was New a factory one liner factory. <laughs> yeah, literally, you know, and so. We grew up that way and we watched that stuff and we were like, okay, you know, like, that's how you interact. Yeah. You, you know? would catch him on Carson. That's when he was... Oh, on no, Carson, he was just one liner after. It was ridiculous, man. But that was, It wasn't just him. What I'm saying to you is there was like a lot of old stuff that you would watch like late at night. PBS would show, you know, the Marx Brothers, right? And so the Marx Brothers would have like... I'm going to join a club and beat you with it. And it's like, you know, <laughs> and you would be like, yo, that's kind of dope. I got to use that one in the street. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, or, you know, I like. Nowadays, you can even hear Eminem say something like that. I'm going to join a club and beat you with it. Yeah, but it, it, but he would say it. Stolen from the March Brothers. Yeah, but he would say it in a way that he was angry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't trying to catch you out there. He was just trying to be angry about it. Whereas these guys were trying to catch you out there, you know? And you would you would see these yeah, things. Yeah, there was there was there was a good humor in it. Right. I think that's what it and is. And I like. think that that's how we kind of grew up so that if somebody caught you out there, you were like, "Damn, that was fucking that was good. I'm going to have to come back." And that's what I was trying to put to be specific in Baron Saturday. It's like by the ATM, which stands for at this moment. <laughs> you know, well, that opening line where he's like, "Yo, yo, Papa, you got five dollars," and people, it, people don't even hear it. They don't even hear the joke. Three dollars? What you gonna do with a dollar? Too quick. It's too quick. It's too quick. You know, and he goes, "Oh, you got jokes." Oh, you got jokes. Which is old school. Yeah. Nobody does anybody say you got jokes? No. Nobody says you got you jokes. You should have said, oh snap. Yeah. <laughs> no, but nobody says you got jokes. They go right to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, like, it's like that escalated quickly. You know? We're not even gonna have a friendly banter before we beat the shit out of and each other. A lot of people, really? And a lot of people don't even get the puns, right? So it's like uh he says, uh, oh you got jokes. He says, just for that, I'm not gonna let you pass. And you say, so you're going to hold me up anyway. Right? So what is it? It, it, it? Nobody gets the joke. It's the fucking pun. Hold up. You're asking me for money and you won't let me pass. So you're going to hold me up either way. You know what I mean? Right, so hold up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's too quick. That's the problem. It's too mm-hmm. quick. But that's the way it was. Right? Mm-hmm. Like people had to think. 
People used wordplay. And this is like the beginning of, Ira is like the beginning of hip hop where wordplay is really, really important. Yeah. I mean, there's no more wordplay in hip hop mm -hmm. anymore. None whatsoever. I mean, underground at least not in man, yeah, go like rap battles. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then, but, but then it's wordplay. That's a really specific kind of wordplay. Yeah, but the other thing is, it's wordplay too. For it's it's wordplay without any of the wit, without any of the the verve. It's wordplay. Like I'm gonna show you how to do wordplay, and it's like yeah, yeah. But there's nothing behind it. You know what I mean? It's not like there's. You know, Jenny playing to one audience, not. Yeah, it's like you know, there's not, there's no concepts behind it. You know what I mean? I think it depends. Uh, it, it may depend. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying that for the most part, the the love of language, and the way in which people use language is, it, it's over. I I, I can I concede that, but I think. There, there are some people who do have a level yeah, of everything. Because look, an acronym now, every, so. everybody who's at those rap battles, those underground. <laughs> listen, everybody who's at those underground rap battles are all college students. None of them are uneducated. They right, but the they thing can is, speak. They know the language. Right. The the problem is, there's a good naturedness in our joking as kids. Like the banter was coming from a different place. Like right. you're right in that we didn't place our anger there. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you saw the people around you as also, they had the same struggle as you. Right. So it's like, how, how hard am I going to go at you? I'm going I'm to go hard at somebody who's not from my neighborhood, right. but not at the dude who's up the block. Right. You know? But the other thing, too, is that um, they, there was a sort of a mutual kind of respect for people who caught you out there. You know, you were like, <coughs> I got to... I gotta come back the next time. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with the with the three interactions with Papa Legba, you know? So like the second interaction where he's like, you know, pack your shit. You know, there's no there's no space for you in this shiny new world. And he's like, Yeah, but that's where you're wrong, because you know, we don't belong to this we this place doesn't belong to us, we belong to it. And it's like Oh, that's the kind of thing. Was like, Damn. He, finally, he comes back. He get he catches Papa Legba out there. And Papa Legba's like, I can't stay caught, bro. I <laughs> like, gotta, I gotta have, I gotta have a comeback. And that's why he's like, then the capitalists see, own this, you. This and is, it. this is where it comes back around, though, because in the beginning he's got to prove himself worthy. That's when he, yeah, that's now he's proving himself. He's yeah. like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, you what, what now? Yeah, what you got now. And I think that's the thing about Papa Legba with his character is that you come back at him in that second time and the third time, he's, he's not going to let you come back. He's, he's like, going to fuck with you. Hard. Hard. He's going for the jugular. He's like, ask about your daughter. <gasps> yo, why you went there, bro? You know what I mean? Like, yo, come on, man. That shit was below the belt and between the knees. <laughs> yo, come on. But yeah, when, when by the time I got through writing the script and we shot it all and I cut something together and then I came to the conclusion of doing portraits with you instead of doing this fucking thing with the sand and just having the portraits. But when I had the portraits idea, I said, I know how to make this right in terms of the passage of time and him collecting his time. And that's when I thought of you, Yusuf. Because I said Yusuf has to be the one that narrates this whole story. Well, you had you gave me. I saw that. I saw the banter. I saw the acting of your daughter. It was amazing. Was very impressed. And I thought, well, this could be actually a really sad story because it has to do with the necessity of death, just as the vitality of life, and everything that does live and enjoys life, will go. And that's heartbreaking every time it happens. It happens all the time. And it's a heartbreak every single fucking time. Uh, so that squeezed out, you know, a teardrop poem kind of thing, you know, from me where I just wanted to talk about how beautiful the land is of this land without shadows and how, you know, beautiful the, the twirling machines that are huffing and chuffing the humans around and they're all in glee and there's sugar in the air you know from the cotton candy mist and like 
oh man, you know, so I, I wanted it to be, and then I had to try to read it a little happier than I thought it would, I don't you know, because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't read it. sad, it, no. it reads super hopeful, it's like, it's like, man, I am going to miss this, but who knows what the hell comes next, like it's, no. the way it closes out, oh man, it's fucking, oh man, dude, well, I, I was like, Yo, but yeah, but I so I cut the first scene, and I send it to Yusuf, right? And Yusuf goes, he leaves me this message on WhatsApp, and oh, he's yeah. like, I got this idea. What if we start it like it's like the Bible? In the beginning, <laughs> there was no light, <laughs> and then there was light, and you know there was no me and there was no you, and I was like. Fuck! I played it. I remember playing it for Resistor, and she was like, "Ooh, that sounds good." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yusuf, go, fucking go, 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 man, go." <laughs> I, I, had, I felt like Charlie Mingus in Live from Antibes, and you're talking to you. Eric Dolphy. Dolphy. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he's going to Dolphy. He's going, "Go, go, go!" And uh, blow, Eric, blow. <laughs> So I had been, I had, um, I had had some complicated surgery, and I had spent like two months in bed. And you asked me to do this project. I was still and you in were bed. fucking half. I was out of your mind. still in bed, so that's why I did not get to my computer. Just recorded you thoughts that were eked out of my experience of being returning to zero, uh, and then coming back to life. And wow, I never even thought about that. Uh, well, that's what was in there. And um, uh, and yeah, I recorded this for you, the first little bit uh, from my bed. <laughs> and I was taking On the phones? Yeah, on the WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, you can record that. And I was... Uh, Wait a minute, you recorded not the audio. That's no, like, not the audio. No, 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 no. I'm no, like, no. no I, just started first, I was like, let me, let me just jump out the window. No. <laughs> No, because he was like, he was like, look, here, here's the direction I'm going in. So, I just want to, and he would throw a few lines out, and he'd be like, yeah, and then I'm gonna do some stuff. He would read it, and he'd be like, yeah, and there was no me, and there was no you, and blah blah, blah. and then I'm gonna do something over here, and I'm gonna say something over there, and I was like, you, that sounds great, man. Keep going, just do your thing. There, nope. there, it's a beautiful set of bookends, man. Like Ooh. when you when you listen to the audio in the beginning, the way it starts out and the way it comes back around and the way it closes out. At the but end, the funny so part really is, like, nice. you started. So you came up with this idea of like the biblical thing, like the macro, and the micro. That was you. I just don't think of it necessarily as Bible at all. I think of it as Sagan Cosmos. The universe that comes out of nothing. Right. It's the thought, one bubble, and then it goes, the big you know, bang. The bang. Right. First there was no light, and then there was light, and then but um, and then there were creatures that lived in the dark that, you know, anyway. Uh, but I, it was great because and you had given me details in certain scenes. And I went and illustrated them, perhaps even to a point of detail that might not have been needed. And then uh, you said, get back with uh, something a little more abstract. Right. And I was thinking, okay, how can I do that abstract? Yes, 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 of course, of course I can do that. Right. The first, the first then, bunch I gave, so I, I shot you doing the portraits where you have to collect your time. And he recorded something. Like for things that. for each little scene and everything. And like he had, I, ha, I, I had given him a list of things to write about. So I was like, uh, under the three X's is Mikey, where Mikey gets killed. Uh, in front of the fire department, his dog dies. Uh, he gets busted by the cops. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, here his dad dies uh, under the train. Uh, the, the, the mom dies on the boardwalk and, you know, the daughter disappears. Right? And he's like, okay, cool. So he writes, first batch was literal. And I was like, no, 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 no. You got to get fucking more abstract with this, right? And then he comes back with the second batch. And I'm like, now we're talking. Yeah. And then also you trimmed it exactly for what you needed. Right. Which, of course, so they were just... all, some of them were longer. And I cut them out 
because I needed to exactly. make it. It's make the two it. of us creating something together, which is hella fun. Just yeah. very. We were, we were doing Borrow's cut up method essentially. It's yeah. all that that working. shot where Alana disappears. Yeah, but here's the. Let me tell you something, dude. Any parent in that audience is just like, oh. Yeah, but man. I was like, I fucking pick myself yeah, up but off the, best the floor, part, bro. I like, think the best part of God that damn. is at the Ooh. end. At the end of that line, he says, and then everything went black. And yeah. then everything went gray. gray. And that's when I was like, and then it, I would, that's when I was like, oh, that's why that I was shooting me. black and white. Yeah. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I'll that was that. the excuse. And then no music. And I was like, Phew. right. I got fucking chills the first yeah. time I saw that. That's I was what like, I'm saying. yo, man, this is it's a nice. heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah. It can be. It could have been a wrecking, wrecking yeah, ball. Yeah, but the wrecking then, ball. And that was why also, you I'm said... I'm an emotional mess. Last few months, so, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna, um, <laughs> record this, like... Because the first time you sent it to me, I was like, Yusuf, man, this is, I played it for Resistor. This, played it, and I, she was like, this is fantastic. She's like, this is great. Yeah, she doesn't say that about anything, bro. No. She hates fucking, everything. Yeah, she's fucking... <laughs> she's ruthless. She's she's a beast, man. She just you, yeah, you, you like bring it. something to her, and she goes, nope. "Hold on, don't play it for me yet. Let me go get the Louisville Slugger from the <laughs> from the closet, and then you can play You're it." Like for I me. left my velvet so hammer can, in the bed. Let me go get the spike like, hammer, so I can beat that ass when you come to me with the whack shit. Right. She was like, "This is perfect." She said, "You know what?" I said to her, "You know." It sounds like Yusuf is reading some sort of fucking bedtime story to his kid. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. And I think you told me you did that because it was such a downer. Yeah. Yeah. Because life and death, I mean, you know, you cry when, you know, your baby's born. You cry when your parents are dying. And, you know, it's like, you know, salty tears. And then, of course... That brings me back to the fucking waves, and here we are, and they're bat lapping back and forth, and it's just like, it's all the drama, you know, just recycling. It's beautiful. Yeah, the um. Every and day. then the the beginning when you're talking about there was no light, and then there was light, and the light killed certain things, and it did. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I was like. Oh, I know exactly what to do here. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to NASA. NASA archival footage. Archival footage. We'll <laughs> go like, get it because yeah, that's actually what I was visualizing too. Really? Was, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't want to like suggest things, but <laughs> you really went out there, and that's kind of what I what I saw, and I definitely wanted it to land from the universe. Because that's Down not to. biblical at all. That's again, you're going right. for the Carl Sagan cosmological view of it. And yeah, then yeah, but I would, when I say the biblical, uh, right? Because yeah. we're wrapped in the mythology. We're wrapping it. This whole film is wrapped in mythology. It's so, so deep in so many different layers of mythology. It's too awesome. Right. So, so when I say to you the Bible, right? I'm, he's I'm, he's I'm, more he's more on the God's wristwatch version of the Bible, right? God doesn't give two fucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is like. You you're talking about Carl Sagan. You're talking about it from. A scientific point of view I'm talking about it from a mythological point of view mm -hmm. it's they're saying exactly the yeah. same thing mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's exactly. somewhere between Carl Sagan and Joseph Campbell that's right. where you are sure you know what I mean Absolutely. and so when you brought that up I said I gotta get the space yeah that was great and I found and stars are like sand grains of sand anyway, yeah man. what the fuck right? and then I remember when I went to shoot some b-roll I said the cloud, the sky was really cloudy that day, and I was like, "Let me just shoot a plate the of the sky, sky, a plate yeah. of the sky, so that we have a transition from space mm -hmm. to the sky, to, to the sky to Coney Island, right?" And so me, so what I was thinking is like, "Okay, macro, 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 micro," and then it gets even more finer it, than that when we get down to your character. Yeah, it's great. Then we get down to the real nitty gritty because your character's got to be the finest, tiniest piece of this. It's and like a grain of sand. There slim in front or, of. Yeah. When he's presented, it's like wide format, and there's this line 
a vertical line, and that's our protagonist. Yeah. That's him. Boink. Yeah. And that's, that's cool. The, that, that makes the, it cool. And that, that's like when I was like, oh, I don't also have, the I have to have a Also the empty space in the sand. In the, yeah. When you've got the Baron Samity and, 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 the, and the Coney character uh, talking, that empty sand is like... Uh, but yeah, you know, that shot, so, man. Oh, my God. I keep thinking about that shot that Jeff... Oh, man. That's the, but I, was, I was just like this, this, director. Yeah, this is one of those so, ones I was like wait, wait, I, I need to pause and go get my popcorn I know this is going to be good man this is just too much anyway I think it's we should wrap it up there dude we're almost okay. at four hours okay well I that shot with Jeff at the where he where, where the film opens part of that was that we just got lucky the weather was weird that day, remember? Yeah, it was fucking windy, and it was hazy. It was hazy like a motherfucker. And it wasn't gray, because you can see all the rides in the back. It's weird, it because there's really, a lot of detail really in that hazy. shot. I was like, yo, this yeah. is a like it, crazy shot. It was shot. gray, just it was sort a, of yeah. Everything else was gray. Like, it, it almost looked yeah. like, you know, like in the old Disney painted backgrounds? That's what I mean. It looked like, like a giant looked backdrop. Like, it like we looked just like, dropped. Exactly. It because it the like geometry looked off. It looked flattened. Yeah. The whole, everything looked off. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's and then And then they were, they were so dark. Two vertical lines again. Again, this is contrasted against this. It looked like somebody would just painted a big ass backdrop and just dropped it in the background. I was like, I remember looking in the frame and I was like, holy <laughs> shit! If this looks half as good, you film it in color, take the color out. Yeah, hmm. but even in color, I was like, this is dope. Because you got to imagine it's broken down. It's and everybody almost. talks about. The cinematography. It's just... I started to... I just sent it into a festival last night. I forgot what it was. I forgot which festival it was. Peak but State. they had a... No. They had a... Um, they had a cinematography, best cinematographer um, thing. So I was like, fuck it. I'll send it in under that. So... Yeah, yeah, Jeff. It's an amazing... It's an amazing piece for... I think all of it came together really well. It's a pleasure working with you guys. And then we premiere it at the Coney at the Coney Island Film Festival, and we take Best Made in Coney Island, which I have always understood to be the award of the evening. Absolutely, because it it's last, right? I mean, it's always it is. like, isn't Best Picture always last? It's Dude, I thought best. we were done. I didn't know there was another award. I was like, yeah, best made in Coney Island, bro. That's because we that and that's our second time winning it. You know, we won Coney Island Dreaming, but this was like icing on the cake. Yeah. Really? All right, fellas, I can smell my feet. <laughs> Just letting you know, I think we're done. Oh we're my done. god! <laughs> I gotta wake up in what two hours?